Conversations with Leaders is a podcast focused on the intersection of business and technology. In this episode, hear from AWS enterprise strategist Tom Godden, Phil LeBron, and Miriam McLemore as they discuss how leaders can unlock the value of generative AI, avoid the pitfalls of integrating revolutionary technology into their organizations, and access a first mover advantage. Hi, my name is Miriam McLemore, and I'm an enterprise strategist with AWS. I'm Phil LeBron. I'm also an enterprise strategist with AWS. And my name is Tom Godden. I'm an enterprise strategist with AWS as well. So we often say generative AI is the answer. What was the question? Generative AI is really an exciting new technology. It's a transformative technology. In fact, we believe it's probably on par with transformative technologies like the printing press, electricity, personal computing, internet and even the cloud. And you know, one of the, you say it's new in some ways, it's yeah. been a culmination of uh, 60 years worth of development. What with the cloud enabling low cost compute, a massive amount of data, and then advances in things like statistical techniques, the transformer model now being used for generative AI, all of this has become possible. So there's been this um, buildup of new breakthroughs, which has brought us to this point now where we can do some absolutely incredible things in organizations. Well, the thing that I would add is data, right? We've all been worried about data. We're buried in data. And generative AI gives you a path out to actually use that data, use it productively for, right, some things you just described, whether it's, you know, improved chatbots, call center, content creation, right? There's um, a new announcement we just made on HealthScribe, right? And you've sat in the doctor's office and watched the doctor type on the computer. Get the doctor back in the room with the patient. So there are some great um, new capabilities, but it is about harnessing data. Yeah, and we get all excited with generative AI about all of the foundational models, the large language models. People want to run to the end and start using generative AI, but it's your data that is going to make the difference. And if you don't have a strong data foundation, you are really going to struggle to be able to do anything beyond well, clever parlor tricks with generative AI. We, you really, as an enterprise, as a business, need to get to that predictability, that contextual information, and your data is going to be the difference maker in that. And what I love about that is data has been regulated to IT in the back office as a heavy lifting task. And now the executive leadership team needs to lean in yeah. to that data strategy. Yeah, yeah and we, we're at this point now where We've been on this journey as a company to democratize machine learning and artificial intelligence, but often that's for the folks who sort of get the technology side. This now levels that playing field. If you look at some of the McKinsey data, they're suggesting 75% of the benefit from generative AI is gonna come from four areas. Um, customers, so customer operations, things like call centers, sales and marketing, R&D, and then software development. So, and there's, uh, you talked about chatbots, for instance, this ability to have uh, a conversation with a brand, me as a customer, to have a conversation that gets me what I need, but also from the company's point of view, the money they'll save and the friction they can take out of the customer journey, that's gonna become a competitive advantage. I was just with one of our customers and they are working really hard to, um, a term we use, escape the velocity 
of their day-to-day business, of what is keeping them busy, but not looking ahead, not thinking big. And so how do we, as leaders, break that model so you're looking outside in, you're anticipating change? We have to be different leaders, and that does mean address the bureaucracy that is holding you back. Well, and, and, you know, this is a transformative change, just like cloud computing, just like digital transformation. And I think a lot of our old practices, is kind of what you're saying, Miriam, you know, serve us well here. You know, you, you got to get the culture right. You got to get the organization right. You got to look hard at the processes or mechanisms, as we like to call them, and get those in the right place. Otherwise, you know, you're going to buy that, you know, super fast race car but not have the pit crew and the driver trained and ready and able to use it. And it's not going to go anywhere. It's where you want. You'll get some benefit probably, but, but we're, we're talking about transformative and we want it to be, because that's the concern. The competition is not sitting still, right? Your competitors are not sitting still. And, and there is a first mover advantage on a lot of this. So be transformative or even go so far as being disruptive within your industry, and it's going to take all those pieces. Yeah, Scott Galloway, a, 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 um, a professor, talks about you shouldn't be worried about the impact of AI on your company. You should be worried about the impact of those who understand how to use AI to transform their company. <laughs> and right. Miriam, you have this saying about, you know, think big, start small, scale quickly. And I think that's yeah. what we need to do. You, you can't fall in love with the hype, but you know, small thinking is a self-fulfilling prophecy. So how do you really think big about how you can transform your company? But start now, overcome your inertia and right. learn how you can use this. Get your hands on, because that's the fastest way of learning what's going to work in your organization. Well, it kind of comes back to, you know, generative AI is the answer, what's the question? You know, only do it because it's adding value. Use it because it's the right tool. Oftentimes we see that just data analytics or what is laughable regular artificial intelligence, regular machine learning, you know, which, which seems so advanced six months ago, um, sometimes they're better purpose fit for the problem that's needing to be solved. And you don't need all of the lifting and effort with, you know, generative AI to get those things done so that you really can do it. But be driven by value. Don't just do it because all the cool kids are doing it. Right. But lean in. Yeah. Well, get going. Be yeah. impatient. Yeah. Um, there's a first mover advantage. This is transformative. You know, again, this is on par with some of the other large disruptions we've seen. And, and you know, you got to get moving. You got to have a play on it. Well, and there's nothing stopping you getting going right now. You can use large language models right now through SageMaker Jumpstart. All of this stuff is right there. Pairs you go model, switch it on, try it out. If it doesn't work, switch it off. You can build a data strategy right now. You should have done it. Yesterday. Yeah, and it'll be good for you no matter what, whether you do generative AI or not. So, and, and same thing, get your cloud house in order. Yep. You know, if, if you haven't already been robust and mature, a cloud center of excellence and the team set up to be able to go after those things, uh, do it because it's just a good idea to do it, but do it because it's also going to be required. It's table stakes, foundational elements for generative AI. And don't just leave this to the CIO. No disrespect to the CIO, but this is a business challenge. I mean, us as business executives have to understand finance, have to understand people management. I think there's a need now for business executives to dip their toe into the technology and data water and figure out what do they need to know? Because to your point, Tom, this isn't magic. This is going to be a combination of the technology, business process change, people change. How do you bring that together? And you can't leave that just to the IT team. Well, and as part of that, we got to look holistically 
at you know responsible AI, right? Um, you should have had a responsible AI program probably in place if you're already doing AI and ML, but generative AI, because of its generative nature, is going to force you to really double down on that and to understand how you're mitigating bias from things, how you're preventing hallucinations from occurring with inside your systems. Even toxic results are potential unless you have the right structures in place. And, you know, really to, to build some of that, you know, we talked a lot about this, the Galloway quote, you know, it's people understanding how to use generative AI, but it's that human oversight that's going to be so imperative. We're not quite at a place where we're prepared to completely remove the human from the equation. Now, maybe you do in production, but you've tested and tested and tested with human oversight, you know, on how it's operating. And it's a living, breathing thing. So unlike lots of software that we used to write, yep. you test it, it works, put it in production, you go, great. We're going to move on. We'll come back and test it later, maybe again someday. No, this is going to be something where you're going to want to run use cases and tests on a regular basis. I mean, daily, maybe even hourly in some things to make sure that you're in control and have a good responsible AI. Well, Tom, I love your point. And Phil, you say this often. You've got to be careful with your addiction to prediction. Because yeah. you can make data and you can use this technology to say, and reconfirm things that you believe, right? And so you gotta be careful and listen to the data. Leverage this to open new pathways and consider new approaches. We hope you're enjoying this discussion. To join the conversation and engage with other business leaders on these topics, follow us on LinkedIn at AWS Executive Connection. I think it comes back to a lot of what we talk about, about data, which is over 75% of the issues we see with data are people, organization, and culture. And it starts yeah. with leadership. You know, yeah. As a leader, are you role modeling the behavior? Are you questioning the data? Are you asking the right questions? Are you just trying to confirm the decision you've already, you already made? <laughs> but I think this is such an interesting, exciting time. If you're a business executive now, the potential you have, but also the obligation you have around responsible AI. And it's it's not even just the ethics and bias and the such like, it's do you know the implications of what you're doing? Yeah. Which is, you know, I think we're doing the right thing with Amazon Bedrock, which is bring the model into your environment, in a secure environment, use your data to train that model, rather than taking your data and putting it into a public model. But also this fact that we know that there's no single a foundation model that's going to solve all your problems. So having that choice out there as well. Well, and that's where Bedrock's real strength is going to come in, right? The ability to access these language models through an API and the ability to then pivot and move if, if warranted, if needed, or to be able to access a new one for a new use case, but to be able to do it so rapidly and quickly, you know, just like all of the other AWS services. Spin it up when you need it, spin it down when you don't. Yeah, and if you want to build your own model, well, don't bless jump into heart. that. Bless yeah, your bless your heart. heart. But <laughs> don't jump into that. I mean, you could be spending 10, $100 million. But if there's a real business case to do that, firstly, learn about what you really need to do with the technology you have. But then you've got the infrastructure in the cloud. You've got things like AWS Trainium and Inferentia to drive the cost of inferences and, and training down. So almost regardless of where you're going in the future, you want your data strategy set and you want to be in the cloud. You don't want to try this at home. Yeah, and let's talk for a minute about the vanity metrics 
around the foundational models. You know, we the latest stats are the biggest foundation models have over 500 billion parameters. Sounds really cool, great. I would like five, why can't I have 800 billion? <laughs> but I think what we're also seeing is sometimes, you know, you don't need that much size. In fact, it can create more spurious results and answers. Having a purpose-built, even a public open source one, but that's purpose-built for the use case that you're trying to do, that's tuned with your contextual business information, potentially, in, in fact, most likely has better results and efficacy than these vanity metrics that are amazing to talk about. 500 billion parameters sounds absolutely amazing, but may not be what's needed to solve the problem. Yeah, the right data. Uh, yeah. Right? There you For go. For the right problem. Yep. And again, as you said, start with the problem. Work backwards from a business value that you can drive. Lean in, pick a place to begin. It's an exciting time, but it's gonna take a minute to figure out your rhythm and what adds value and your approach. And I, you know, am amazed at the customers that are already leaning in, making some incredible, right, pathways that that we're all going to copy. And that's one of the the great things I think in and at AWS sessions is leaning into other customer use cases, learning from those that have tried things. You don't have to do it all yourself. Yeah, and some of those great use cases, we talked about coding, code whisper. I see a lot of people also very interested in contact center. You know, yep. it's a it's a target rich environment. It's also, you know, you have a direct relationship with the customer, so you gotta be careful, but it's also a lower risk one from maybe trying to come up with that next new therapeutic in the healthcare industry with generative AI. Great, please do it. We need that kind of advancement. But now we're getting really high risk, really, really complicated. I'm also seeing some people look at their intranet, and if yours was like mine, it's where information went to die. You had a great search engine on top <laughs> of it that found next to nothing in it, and now you have a great opportunity to take and unlock all that information within your organization, but also a great way to start to bring this to life so people can see its potential and do it in a low-risk kind of way that adds a lot of value. Go, do it, be impatient. And that's one of the big announcements that, that we've made is around training, right? Because how do you learn yeah. how to do this? And so getting out there, getting your team trained, getting your executive team trained, right? We have a number of offerings that can help our customers train their organizations on places to start, what the tools are available, so you can make your own decision for the right approach for your company. Learn and be curious. I mean, we've got the executive course from training and certification now, a real straightforward, what is uh, generative AI? We've got the Coursera course now, which is fantastic if you really want to get into the nuts and bolts. <laughs> and some of the things you were talking about, about that balance between uh, amount of data and parameters and compute and finding the right balance. So it's all out there. Most yeah. of it's, and a lot of this is public domain. There's no reason back to get overcoming your inertia. Do it now, start learning now, it's it's never too early. Well, and that training's gonna help you bring people along, because let's let's be honest, this is a, a transformative you know, technology, 
but it can also be disruptive. Some people rightfully are probably very concerned about what does this mean, not only for my job, I've, I've rent, mortgage, kids to send to college. Do I still have a role in this new, massively exciting, transformed world? What's it gonna do to society? And I think helping them see their role within it, the Galloway Code again, you know, helping them understand what role that they're gonna be able to play and support them through that training is gonna become even more vital in this than other transformative um, evolutions we've seen. Yeah, break your silos down. I mean, you talked about bias, Tom. The best way of mitigating against bias is to have a team that is representative of your customer base. Plus also, we know machine learning in general, generative AI, um, absolutely, is going to cut across your organization. It's going to work despite your organizational structure, not because of it. So get rid of your bu bureaucracy. I guess you can use generative AI to get rid of some of it, but it's back to, you know, what Build me makes... a new org chart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Automate PowerPoint. Um, but, Tell you know, me who should be in charge. <laughs> that would be, yeah, that's where some bias is going to creep yeah, in. Right. Um, but, you know, use it to really understand your competitive advantage. You, know, you look at companies like Autodesk who are using generative AI now. They're reducing the the weight of some of their designs by up to 40%. So what a great sustainability benefit, but they've really identified where can we use it to make a competitive difference to our organization? Do it because it adds value. Don't just do it because the cool kids are. What I find interesting is often there's this tension between do I save money because times are tough or do I innovate? And I don't think it's a choice anymore. You need to do both. And the reality is there's so much money wasted in organizations. So I think 94% of CXOs in one study showed that their own organizational structure is preventing them innovating. All of that bureaucracy, how long does it take you to make a decision? What we sort of tongue in cheek call bureaucratic mass index. You know, how much time are you actually spending doing meaningful work versus waiting for a decision? How do you drive those decisions down? So I don't think it's a, do you innovate or do you save money? I think you do both. Drive out cost of non uh, undifferentiated work, free up that to innovate, and it becomes a virtuous cycle. And even use yeah, machine learning, generative AI, AI, to actually drive out some of that cost and bureaucracy in your own organization. Well, and you know what what we have seen and and say to our customers is constraints actually drive innovation better than when we have everything at our fingertips, right? A, a getting between a rock and a hard place makes you get creative about how do I get out of this spot? So I think you can leverage tough economic times to think differently, because you have to. You don't have a choice. But I also think, as you said, generative AI, one of the great values is gonna be productivity and saving of some of that undifferentiated heavy lifting. I was at the Coca-Cola company for many years and generating content, generating um, new sites, new experiences, new images for our consumers and customers' point of sale material. It will be a game changer for MarTech. Well, and I think, and we've seen this play out in other transformations, you know, the real change isn't always just the technology, but it's your willingness to apply the technology in a new way. You know, we saw that with electricity, changing how we laid out factories and operated factories. We were able to run factories safer 24 hours a day. So again, the technology was the enabler, that initial enabler, 
but the real transformation occurred when we rethought the process. So as we look at this and we look for this new balance, we got to go back and look at our processes and go, why am I doing this? And does generative AI allow me to think of doing this in a completely different way? Don't just automate your past with generative AI. Use it as an opportunity to rethink these things and do them completely different. Thanks for listening to this episode of Conversations with Leaders, brought to you by AWS Executive Insights. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us spread the word and subscribe, share, rate, and review. Visit aws.amazon.com executiveinsights for more on these topics.